don't try to substitute anything for obedience because there is none. Your service won't substitute. Your worship won't substitute. Your money won't substitute. Nothing substitutes for obedience. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad that you've joined us as today we're continuing a message, Wise or Otherwise, the Remix. And a powerful reminder from Pastor Ford just a moment ago that we are called to obedience. If we are followers of Jesus, if we call ourselves Christians, we're to live the life that He has set out for us. And that means we are to be obedient to what He has called us to in His Word. So that really underscores the importance of us knowing the Bible, knowing what it says, and knowing who Jesus has called us to be as followers of Him. That's part of what we're going to be looking at in today's broadcast. So I do hope you'll open your Bible and join us in Luke chapter 6 as we continue the message, Wise or Otherwise, the Remix. Here is Pastor Ford. Jesus used illustrations all the time. Now he's using one to talk about obedience. And notice what he uses. He uses a rock. Now, now, now where Jesus is right now, there's a wadi. Now, what's a wadi? A wadi is like a riverbed uh, that dries up sometime, but whenever it rains, they have flash floods. He's saying you never know when it's going to happen. So if you build a house there and it's not on the foundation, a wadi could come and boom, it's all over. And he says, there's one man that built it on a rock. We know who the rock is. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all of the ground is sinking sand. All of the ground is sinking sand. And so he says, there's one person that didn't build it on a rock. And what happened? That person's house got washed away. Isn't it amazing that Jesus told Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church. What rock? The confession that he is the Christ, the son of the living God. What is the word Christ? It is the word Meshach. Uh, it is the anointed one, the Messiah. It is the one that was promised in the Old Testament who would not only be the king of the Jews and the king of kings, he would be God in the flesh. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. That's who Jesus Christ is. And so he's saying, whenever you obey him, you're on a rock. It doesn't care what happens, what comes your way, what, what kind of trial, test, whatever wind of adversity is blowing your way, you are standing on a rock. So when the financial wind blows, stand on the rock. When the sickness wind blows, stand on the rock. When the joblessness, the marriage relationship breakup, stand on the rock. When the church ain't acting right, the pastor ain't acting right, the wife acting right, the kids ain't acting right, stand on the rock. That's what he's telling us. Stand on the rock. <laughs> wow. I say, I was, I was telling y'all last week about the fire people coming in. And I was, I was praying God. And God said, you know, we got to, got to, man. Did I tell y'all that last week? Did I? And didn't I tell you I come back and tell you about God's provision, didn't I? Didn't I? I said, didn't I? Well, let me tell you, 
Let me tell you, whatever changes have to be made, we don't have to pay a penny. The school got to pick up the tab. Amen. Say, how you know that, Pastor? I read the contract. Yeah, I read the contract. Yeah. And you know, I thought about it. I said, that's just like some people in here right now. God gave you all these promises, and you ain't read the contract. So you don't even know the provision that God had. You struggling with something, going through something, and you don't even know if you read the contract. Yeah, it ain't on us. Yeah, read the contract, baby. And I said, boy, that's a quick prayer because I write in my journal and I wrote in my journal, okay, God, you gave us a provision through Pastor Hickman and the construction, but uh, we still wouldn't get no money. And man, let me say, oh, let me read this thing again. Read it again. Went to the director and I said, you see what it says? That's right. That's what it says. We're responsible. I had my own praise party. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It was like, hey, I tell you, but I told you last week I wasn't worried. Didn't I? And I told you last week I'm trusting God. Didn't I? And didn't I tell you I was going to walk by faith and not by sight? Didn't I tell you I wasn't going to lose no sleep over this? I told you. That's it. And God is good, and all the time, he's good. So he gives an illustration. What was the illustration is, is about? Remember what he said? He said, you're like salt. Now, somebody just pop up and tell me the properties of salt. What, why does he call us salt? Just pop up and, and say one thing about salt. Pop up. A preservative. Salt is a preservative. So Jesus said, you, 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 all of us are like salt. So then anybody grew up in the South where you had a smokehouse huh? and you'd have the cured meat and it'd be in the smokehouse. And what would you do? You didn't have ice. What would you do? You rub salt in the meat to keep the meat from decaying. That's why you think things are bad now. Wait till the rapture. When all the salt is gone, they're really going to have hell on earth then. Devil is going to let loose with everything he has. Come on, somebody pop up. What, what about salt? What about salt? We're talking about Jesus using this illustration. It's a powerful illustration. What else does salt do? Flavors. Yeah. So you know why you're on your job to add flavor. You ought to add the flavor of love. <laughs> what else? Come on, somebody jump up because my time is almost gone. Makes you thirsty. Makes you thirsty. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Makes you thirsty. Look, 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 look. I, I, I didn't drink beer and I didn't drink liquor. I never liked liquor. I never drank beer. Anybody ever tell you they saw me uh, drunk on some Jack Daniels? You know they lying because I didn't even do it when I wasn't saved. I ain't like it when I wasn't saved. No, I ain't going to like it now I'm saved. But I never saw wine that I didn't like as long as I had a joint to go with it. <laughs> as long as I had a joint to go with it, baby. 
<laughs> let me quit. Let me quit. I need to finish. So when, when you look at this, what you find in is salt acts as a preservative. It purifies salt. I was going to say, whenever you used to go to the bar and they put the peanuts and the pretzels up on the bar, that wasn't because they liked you. That wasn't because they were being nice and know you was hungry. Those beer nuts and those pretzels had salt and they would make you thirsty and you would want more beer. That's why. Always a gimme. And so salt acts as a preservative. It adds flavor. It purifies and all, of, and all that and all of that. And so Jesus has this powerful illustration. They can relate to it. How can they relate to it? Because sometimes some of the poor would build their little shanties in these wadis and you would see at, at the end of the bed just piles and piles of materials that had been washed away. So Jesus says, I want to give you an illustration. I, I, I remember one that I heard a pastor say, I thought it was really powerful. He said, let me tell you how I start doing people who, who, who talk about the church is full of hypocrites, the church is full of hypocrites. He was, he was a rural pastor. And so he said, uh, this guy had a pig farm and uh, he kept saying, I don't come to church because there's too many hypocrites. You know, they, they, this, that, and the other. And isn't it isn't amazing? Now, now, now tell the truth. Most of you are at least trying to live right. Am I right? Well, I heard all five of y'all. <laughs> right. But most people are really trying to live, live right. So why do we get labeled by those who are the worst? Well, anyway, so, so here's what he does. He goes to this pig farmer and he says, I'm looking to buy a pig. He said, Pastor, you don't do pigs. He said, I want a pig. He said, he said, give me one. So he picked out, he said, this is my prize pig. He said, this is an expensive pig. And then he went around to some of the other ones. Pastor said, no, I see the one I want. He grabbed the runt, picked him up and said, I want to buy this one. And I'm going to tell everybody, these are the kind of pigs that you're putting out. He said, he said to him, that's not fair, pastor. Why would you do something like that? You know that's the running. All my pigs ain't like that. It's just one. You taking the exception and making it the rule. He said, you do it to the church. You do it to the church. How come I can't do it to you? He said, the next Sunday he was in church. Well, it's really a humorous story, but a great truth in there from Pastor Ford today. You're listening to a message entitled Wise or Otherwise, The Remix, and we'll get back to the teaching in just a moment. I want to encourage you to check out the website if you've not done so recently. There are a lot of things for you there, including an archive section where you can go back and listen to programs that you may have missed, or entire programs if you missed portions of broadcasts. You can also find a link that says Books by Pastor Ford, and you can check out the different titles that he's written, number of books available as an ebook or as a paperback. Just click on that Books link, and we'll take you right to that. Also, if you ever have a question for Pastor Ford, maybe something that he said in a message or something about living the Christian life has been something that you've been wrestling with, well, you can ask your question when you come to our website and click on the contact link. Our website address is treasuretruthradio.org. Again, to give us some feedback or ask a question, click on that contact link. And if you do ask a question, we'll make sure that Pastor Ford sees that. And who knows, it might even be answered on a future broadcast. Again, our website address is treasuretruthradio.org. Back to the message. Here's Pastor Ford. 
And so what's going on? He says, let me tell you an illustration of what it means to be obedient. James chapter 2 verse 14 says that obedience is the evidence of true faith. That if you're not obeying, you're not believing. Alexander the Great was conquering the known world and uh, they brought to him uh, a 17-year-old soldier who had, who had uh, shown cowardice in the face of the enemy. And uh, usually he would execute them. But he was only 17 and they saw compassion for the first time in Alexander's eyes. And so Alexander said, young man, you should be executed, but you're so young. I'm going to make an exception for you. What is your name? And he said, sir, my name is Alexander. And they said he went into a tirade. Alexander, your name is Alexander. You change your name or you change your conduct. That's my name. Christian, Christian. Christian, you change your name or you change your conduct because that's my name, Christ. He wants obedience. And the Bible tells us obedience is better than sacrifice. You know what that means. It means don't try to substitute anything for obedience because there is none. Your service won't substitute. Your worship won't substitute. Your money won't substitute. Nothing substitutes or obedience. That's what he wants us to know. So, as a matter of fact, what was the offering of Isaac by Abraham? You know what it is? Will you be obedient? Let me drop these. I'm not going to push them. Here's what he's saying. Number one, do you love me more than the pagans love their God? Because one of the things they would do is give their firstborn a as an offering or a sacrifice to their particular God. So Moloch was a giant bronze statue. The altar was under his, uh, uh, his arm and his hands. They would heat it up and they dropped their firstborn into those heated up arms. So he said, do you love me more than the pagans love their God? Will you obey me even when you don't understand it, even when you don't like it, even when it's going to cost you, even when it's a sacrifice? Will you obey me? I think about it, and I think about other religions that we know they're going to hell. Do you have as much faith as a Jehovah's Witness when it comes to witnessing? Because the average Jehovah Witness witnesses 14 hours a week, two hours a day minimum. Do you have as much faith as uh, Mormons have that, that every Mormon young man that graduates from college gives two years of their life to missionary service before they start their business? Over in this apartment, they put two new Mormons in every two years right across the street. Every two years. Some of them come over here sometime. And when they do, I change my message. I just, I just preach a salvation message no matter what I was doing. How about the faith of a Muslim? Five times a day they turn to Mecca and they pray. How many times you pray today? Jews pray three times a day. How many times have you prayed today? Moonies have to raise $250 a day to give to their organization. The question on the floor is, do you obey your God like the pagans obey their God and they're going to hell and we're not? 
Then finally, so do you love me more than the pagans? Will you obey me when you don't like what I ask you to do? Do you love me more than what I give you? Do you, will you obey me when you don't understand what you're doing and when it doesn't make sense to you? Then finally, notice he says it's built on the rock. Notice then he ends up with the, in verse 49, the permanent institution is Jesus. He says, are you wise or are you otherwise? This is the remix. And he says, there's a perplexing inconsistency about Jesus. Uh, there is a personal invitation from Jesus. Uh, then there is this powerful illustration of Jesus. Finally, there's this permanent institution. It is Jesus. He is the rock. He gives us a symbol of himself. Okay, you don't believe it. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse four. It says, and that rock that followed them was Christ. Man, it's like, he didn't say the rock was like Christ. He said that rock was Christ. How was that rock like Christ? That's a powerful study. That's a sermon all by itself. Because it said the rock followed them. Now, now see, see, that's what I say. Y'all don't even see the humor in the Bible. Big old rock. They move. And when they move, he moved just like that. When they move, he moved just like that. And, and so, what, so what happened? He said, strike the rock. That's a picture of the crucifixion of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So they struck the rock. And what came out? Life-giving water. He said, anybody that believes in me out of your most innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Not stale, dead, cesspool water of the world but living water. He's the rock. Then he told Moses, speak to the rock. Don't strike it. Why? Because he's only crucified once. So that's justification. But you speak to him because you don't need to get saved again. You only need to be sanctified. So you apply 1 John 1, 9. If you confess it, you say it. But Moses, Pastor Moses, got tired of God's people. What were they saying? Pastor, and he smote the rock and God canceled his holy land trip. He said, you're not going in because you disobeyed me. You let them cause you to disobey me and you shouldn't have done that. So now because you took my glory, huh, it's going to be another story. And you know what I like about the grace of God? Everybody know that man labored for 40 years to get into that land. And Jesus let him come. Because in Matthew 17, in the Mount of Transfiguration, when he was transfigured, his glory shone through his humanity. His deity came through. Who was on that mountain? Moses and Elijah. Man, God is a forgiving God. I wonder why we're not like our heavenly father. I wonder why we're not like our big brother. I wonder why we're not like the Holy Spirit. It's a powerful illustration. Well, let me close. Let me close. Let me close. Uh, because um, I was watching uh, Olympics. I don't watch it all. I like the violent sports. I'm not going to lie. I like, I like boxing. I like wrestling. You know, I like, I like violent stuff. I like football. I like contact stuff. Somebody asked me, did I want to learn golf? No, because all you hit is a little ball. You know, I don't want to hit no little ball. 
I want to hit somebody. Am I right, Vaughn? We, we want to hit somebody, man. We don't, we don't want to, you know, that, that and, and you know, that ultimate fighting stuff. Oh, that stuff is off the chain. They be knocking folk out, man. And, you know, and so they say, you want to you learn? No, I don't want to learn it. But I was watching, and they said, okay, next we're going to have crewing. And I didn't know what it was. Crewing? What's crewing? Okay, so I said, I'm going to watch. And crewing was these, uh, 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 like, college teams, and they're in this long canoe. And, uh, and uh, they all are pulling. You ever seen that one? They're all pulling. And so I'm listening, and, and, and I wasn't going to watch it until he said, so-and-so, so-and-so is the best coxswain in the country. And I'm saying, a coxswain? What's a coxswain? And he said, the coxswains are lined up in the boats. And I'm looking, and everybody is backwards from where they're going. They can't see where they're going. They don't know where they're going. But they're rowing like crazy. The coxswain is the one who's looking where everybody's going. He can see everything. They can't see anything. He's giving them directions. Stroke, 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 stroke. And then he, he can speed it up. Stroke, 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 stroke. He can slow it down. Stroke, stroke. And they're just listening. They're watching him. They're not watching each other. They're looking at him and what he says they're doing. And he knows where they're going. They don't look to see who's beside them, how fast the other church is going. I mean, how, how, how fast the other boat is going. And they're just rowing, 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 rowing. And he's calling the shots. That's what Jesus wants us to know. That all of this... You don't look to me, to the elders, to anybody other than Jesus. That's why he said, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the suffering of the cross, despising the shame, Hebrews chapter 2, because he knew he would bring many sons to glory. Question on the floor is, are you wise or are you otherwise? The Remix. You're listening to Treasured Truth with Pastor James Ford Jr. and a message entitled, Wise or Otherwise, The Remix. And if you missed any part of this broadcast, well, you can stream the entire program when you come to our website, treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, here at Moody Radio, we're committed to proclaiming the unchanging truth of God's Word. And we're so grateful for men like Pastor Ford who fearlessly and boldly teach the Bible. And we're grateful for listeners like you who give so that this ministry can continue. You know, these daily visits with Pastor Ford are really made possible because men and women, just like you, step forward to give voluntarily. And many are giving every single month. You can become a monthly partner right now. I'll give you a number to jot down in just a moment. Well, when you become a monthly partner by AutoGift at a level of $30 or more, we're going to say thanks for your support by giving you a 50% discount for Moody Publishers. Now, this is an ongoing discount, and it remains active for as long as you are a monthly partner. It gives you affordable and unlimited access to a wide range of biblical and theological resources. So become a monthly partner today and take advantage of this 50% offer when you call 888-644-7660. That's 1-888-644-7660. Or come to our website, treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, I'm Steve Hiller. Our producer is Amy Reos. Thanks for listening. And I hope you'll join us next week for Treasure Truth, 
a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.